Welcome crew to What Are Your Three, a Channel 3 podcast where we take a member of the Channel 3 community, discuss three games of their choosing, honorable mentions, future games, things along those lines to have a nice video game discussion. I'm Dan Tucker and with me as always is L. Ray. Hey everybody. So tonight's guest I have to introduce a little differently than I normally do. Normally I give some sort of accolades or things we know them by, but I have to introduce our guest tonight based on other guests. So when we started this whole podcast, we were pretty set that the radio voice of Channel 3, Chicken Bromaine, had to be our pilot episode because he was the easiest person to just do whatever we asked him to do. And then Joel was going to be episode three. That Those are two things that we knew for sure. And we also knew that episode 22 had to be for none other than 022. So hey, 022, how are you doing today? How's it going, guys? I'm doing good. Admittedly, I will say as as someone who listens to every episode and probably a couple episodes twice. And as someone who has um, listened to you guys or watched you stream, whether it be uh, Smash stuff, card stuff, golf stuff, or anything you do for Channel 3, it is weird being in this seat right now. It is it is such a weird feeling, like, because normally when I interact with you guys, it's normally like I'm typing in chat, but like, yeah, it's kind of a... It's kind of a weird moment right now. It's it's overdue though because you are an oft requested guest. I'll say I'll say that much. And the other thing, you know, we look at the leaderboard for XP where you're right at the top for the lifetime, and we keep skipping your name. We keep skipping your name because like no, twenty two's got to be episode twenty two's got to be him. And I think I messaged yeah, you at some I mean, point warning you like I'm not asking you just because we have to wait for that for you. And we're even recording yeah. a few. I think I think we're we're recording yeah number twenty after this. We're actually recording two episodes after this. Just because we had to make sure that we recorded your episode, so we had it and nothing went wrong. Yeah, and and it's one of those things too, where I've had like people off to the side who will message me, and they'll just like randomly ask, like, "So why haven't they picked you up yet? Like, what are they waiting for?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's all it'll make sense. part of the it'll plan. make sense to you when it makes sense to you." All right, well, well, let's not delay any further. Then let's get into game one, Grand Theft Auto Three. I will start off with the normal, you know. 4.2 rating, which I'm kind of shocked by. I think we're going to have to talk about that. We're going to we're going to get to that. But what I identified when I was kind of putting my notes together for this, probably the biggest bane to parents everywhere since the original Mortal Kombat at that point in time, as far as uh, scandalizing homes go. But, you know, Grand Theft Auto 3, you're leading it off on the list here. Let's hear why. So it's funny because for starters, to preface it with before I go into that whole spiel, you know, at this time, this is probably what, like 2001, not obviously oh, yeah. my first video game. Exactly. It was 2001. Yeah, yep. not, not my first video game. I have like pictures where I was laying in the floor at house parties that my parents were hosting playing like Duck Hunt and Super Mario. Not my first game. But in terms of growth as a gamer, and this is kind of something that I took from listening to Bucket's episode, it kind of like it kind of revolutionized things for me because before then, all I had ever known was like, Super Mario and sports games. That was it. It wasn't, there wasn't anything crazy, anything different. It was just like, it was almost like a factory line situation where like these games kept getting put out, but like they weren't really breaking barriers or anything like that. And it's funny that you mentioned the parenting thing because I, I remember, I still vividly remember the first time that I laid eyes on GTA three because I went to a friend's house. I was always at his house and he always had another group of friends over. It was just like the the hangout spot. And we walk in and the PS2 is hooked up and I see this guy like running around. I'm like, what is going on right now? And 
as he's running around, he's like hopping in and out of cars. He has like guns and everything. And I'm like, is this a, what is this? Is this a game? Like, what is, what is going on right now? And then they passed me the controller. And it was kind of one of those moments where I was just like, wait, games can be more than Mario and sports and racing. And it was kind of one of those like eye opening things to me where like, you can go into this. Granted, it's, I mean, a limited space, but go into this free world and like do whatever it is that you want to do that you're feeling on, you know, that given day. And, and this is even before like GTA five, which GTA five is just a completely different level. But in terms of like the list that I made, I made it as, you know, a growth as a gamer. And it was kind of one of those things that opened my eyes in terms of there are other things out there. There are more things to explore. And there are definitely going to be games that not everyone is going to agree with. And not to be, I prepared this one today somewhat, not to be political, but I always hated whenever I read in the news that like the GTAs and the CODs were the reason for kids misbehaving. So it was kind of those things where like I understood the M rating and also my parents were ones that would keep kind of keep an eye on like the things that I was playing and like the things that I was buying. But at the same time, and I'm not saying for the other kids that are listening to this, that you should do this. I'm not. But I was also the kid who was going out and like obtaining these M rated games as like a 12 year old. Or, you know, buying the M&M CDs and stuff like that. So it was one of those things where I was just like, yeah, this is this is something that I need, something I had to have. And it wasn't even until like I really even got into GTA 3 that I saw what GTA and GTA 2 were. So to see where the leaps that GTA 3 had made to get where it was versus where it previously was taking place, it just it was a revolutionary moment for me as an individual. And I feel like probably an underappreciated moment for gaming, um, for the game to be what it was for its time. That That's why I, I wanted to talk about the 4.2 rating, because I feel like that's something where if you were there, you were there. And uh-huh. I hadn't, much, much like you, I hadn't played Grand Theft Auto 1 or 2, but looking back, it's an overhead top-down game that you just kind of run around mm-hmm. and get splattered on the sidewalk. And, that's and I've tried it. to play them. Tried, tried being the operative yeah, reason, I've, right? I've tried to play. I don't remember where it may have been like a free pass or a demo or something like that. But like, I got my hands on like G I think the original GTA and just tried to play it. And was like, you can't see like, this isn't the same game. You can't do anything. Did anyone find this fun? So, and it's, and like I said, it, it's, and it's one of those things too, where, um, you know, something that, that noted on one of the, um, one of the quests at one point where, you know, it was talking about getting into gaming or whatever. And it's like, I, I still don't understand how my out, my house ended up with a gaming system because like my parents weren't gamers at all. My dad hated video games. They supported me playing, hated video games though. And, and would much rather me have like been outside being a typical boy like he was in his childhood. And my mom just like was very hands off in that aspect. No idea why there was a gaming system in my child or in my house growing up. And it just like, but every new system that came out, it ended up and it was kind of one of those things where, like I said, ended up with a PS2, found out what GTA 3 was. And then after that, I had notebook pages of cheat codes where I would just like waste days and so much time. Just like I, I would spend hours trying to find or trying to fly the dodo plane across the river 
the one that like it goes straight up and like you have to glide it because it's not an actual plane like you can fly in GTA 5. I would just take off the runway and just see how far I can make it and then like crash it, start again. Do what we can do. Go deal with the the, the Yakuza, see how many cars uh, and you know, how much of the gang I could piss off. Like it, it was just GTA 3 for me was just like it, it was kind of one of those where it happened for me the right moment, right time, and just like was a very revolutionary and eye opening for me in terms of what games could be because that to me showed that not everything had to be. And I don't mean this as a knock against Mario, but not everything gaming has to be family friendly and all like pretty colors and sunshine and rainbows. Like you can go out there and murder somebody and then you can get murdered as a result. And then you can just start over. Like how, how, how hot, how do you want the army to come after you or just like the local police? Do you want to steal nine cars or do like, I, I just I absolutely love I don't, and, and you know it's kind of one of those things where I made the comment about it recently um to to somebody where I don't think I've played GTA 3 since god since I got it since you know probably 2001 2003 time frame but like it's still just like one of those games to me one of those moments where I'm like yeah this is this is one of my three it's gotta be one of my three there's no other way about it all right perfect that's where I'm gonna segue right there not every game has to be family friendly so we move on to game number two call of duty modern warfare 2 so i'm gonna start and say you know there's some it doesn't happen always but sometimes you get a great game modern warfare great game changed it up it's totally different from the first three because they said hey we can kind of make this our own we don't have to follow you know historical stuff for a minute and then they say well what if we take all the good things that we did in modern warfare 2 and then we just we make it better and we have one of the greatest sequels ever what do you think i so the story that i have when it comes to modern warfare 2 is i now granted other than just describing what i was doing in gta 3 didn't play first person shooters just wasn't my thing again like i'd I was at a friend's house. Um, he had a, what would have been at the time, PS3, because this is in high school. He had a PS3, and we went to, oh, this is really dating myself. We went to Blockbuster. And as we went to Blockbuster, we went looking for a game because I was going to hang out at his house that night, and we were going to play games, and we were looking for something multiplayer. We saw where the original Modern Warfare was multiplayer. Cool. Both of us can play it. We'll go home and play that. Come to find out when they say multiplayer, they mean multiplayer online, not not you can't go against each other. So we hopped online and it was kind of one of those moments where we jumped into the game and I can't think of the the map, the name of it right now, but I can see it in my head, which is going to drive me nuts now. But the first map that we played on and I just remember we just got our butt destroyed like everyone knew like what loadout they were using where to go how to hide like what how to use this do that use the perks and we were just like i think we went like three and 21 in the first game and we were just like what are we playing right now like why are why are we're not why are we so bad and it was kind of one of those things where after that night just kind of let that go i say that because then it was also senior year senior high school and then i moved off to college sometime later or i moved off to charlotte in 2008 moved into an apartment and when i moved into an apartment one of my roommates was him and all of his friends were heavy into xbox and um and playing modern warfare like mm. one i was a playstation guy growing up so i was like 
can't play with you guys. And I remember my last experience, and this is before cross-platform gaming too. So I was like, and I remember my last experience, like playing online, like I'm just, this isn't something I'd be good at. And lo and behold, my PS3, for whatever reason, I'm pretty sure this was also my second one. The lasers stop reading because I guess like so much like dust in the air or it's just over time. Like it just, it, the lasers stop reading the discs. It happened mm-hmm. to me too. Oh yeah. And, and when it happened the second time, I was like, well, my brother's on Xbox. And at the time I think he was joining the army. My brother's on Xbox. He has one. My roommate and his friends are on Xbox. I have a handful of friends back home on Xbox. I'm getting a 360. So I got a 360 and hopped on COD and I really enjoyed playing modern warfare. Modern Warfare 2 things really took off because we we were leaving date nights with girlfriends to rush back to our consoles to hop online for ground war. And and granted, you know, this is us not having any responsibility, any, you know, wives, um, jobs, anything like that. We're talking about all of us are hopping on at 10 o'clock at night every night and playing until four or five o'clock in the morning and then going about our business the next day. Just and this is an every night thing. We're just like we getting on tonight. You getting on ground war. Yeah. And, and it was one of those things, too, where like if you didn't get on in time, you were going to be put on the other team. If you try to join the lobby that your friends were in, you were probably going to be put on the other team. And dude, there were just so many nights playing Modern Warfare, playing Modern Warfare 2, where we just we spent so much time playing that game, grinding that game. And, it, and it's, you know, the one once I finally figured out how to use like the M16 with the noob tube and one man army and sleight of hand at that. Oh dude. Like there's no more satisfying feeling than within a nuke coming in. You're just like, you're on, you know, again, you're in a party with all your friends and everything. And you just, you're, you're talking, you're communicating. I'm this here to that. There's someone here. This is what they're doing. And you're like, yo, I'm at such and such kill. And then all of a sudden everyone's, you know, they're setting up a perimeter to make sure that like you're protected because you're at, you know, 19 kills. And then you're just like, like I said, one man army, you fire off, you know, two grenades and then you can just slide a hand reload everything and then next thing you know you have two grenades again fire them off and you just start blowing people up you you're throwing grenades at um at spawn points and then all of a sudden it just the noise as soon as it drops it's just so i still hear it in some tv shows today you just like burn it burn it and you're like ah, it's over like we're gonna we're all dying but we're gonna win like the game is and it's just it's so it's such it's such a feeling it's such a rush when that happens and i've even had our team being on the flip side of um my brother one night i vaguely remember he was uh he was camping so hard never got a nuke before and got up to 24 kills before he died and the uh the verbal lashing that he unleashed on the individual who killed him after that was one that i will not forget anytime soon and I just sat there laughing the entire time because I'm like, bro, that's 24 kills. Couldn't get one more. That's like, a, dude, that's rough. So yeah, three, the, the 360 uh, chat lobbies, the, the Wild West of online chatting when they said, hey, we can do this. And no one really understood what it meant that you could do this. There was no filters. There was no, oh, no. War- there was no warning You know, before you start the game. No. Hey, don't say these mean things or we're going to block your account because they... I obvious, obviously the people who made it had no idea what they were unleashing on the world. I also wonder too, if it's a, it's a, was there even a report feature at oh, that point? Because if, if, if there was, nobody used it. 
Yeah, I was, if there was, nobody was using it because the 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 verbal warfare that was taking place in the lobby before matches would start was just like unreal. And even not even the verbal warfare, but even then there was one night where, you know, I, I'm not sure how they like pair you up when it comes to lobbies and games and everything. But um, there was one night we were playing and I guess because we always ran with the clan tags on. Mm-hmm. One of our clan tags was F-U-C-U or we eventually moved away from that and we became the Kobe clan because, you know, I'm firing off noob tubes. Kobe, see where it lands. Let it go. And there was a team that joined our lobby one night and they were like, oh, those are the Kobe boys. No, nah, we need to back out. No, nah, we're, we're not doing this tonight. No, nah, back out. And we were like, what are you? You're famous. And then, like, yeah, it was like after that, it was just like, I mean, I guess we made an impression on somebody. But like, I definitely like we're just here hanging out having a good time like every night but yeah like i said the lobbies were just you you knew beforehand the amount of trash you were going to talk and then whatever happened in that game you were like waiting to load back into the lobby just so you could spit it right back at them in case you didn't have anything before that and it was just something that you know i see the memes all the time and it's just like you know all these you know soft people that can't take trash talk and everything like you wouldn't survive i mean you probably would not survive it was it was a special it was a special time. I'll remember yeah. it always. I was I was in the middle of high school. Very special time. Um, I don't know if you know this, but there's some new games that came out in the last couple of years. It's actually the latest latest one's called Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. Have you heard of that one? I'm not gonna say that I have because it already came out. No, excuse me. Call Call of Duty Modern Warfare II. Not not to II. That's that's what is that's the name of the game. By the way, you can so, Google it. You can Google it. It'll say two, but it's II. So just, what you're telling me different. So what you're telling me is that someone's getting paid a ton of money to rip off names of previous games that I've already come out with. That's what you're telling me. That's that's what I know. Now I haven't done I haven't gone in depth into it, but that, that that's what I've that's what I've heard. I mean, admittedly, I haven't played COD since ooh, whatever the one that came out before Ghost was. Um, I haven't played them since then, and as soon as I saw that uh, Modern Warfare II was coming out, I'm like, no, like you're you don't Modern Warfare Two is easily the best of the Modern Warfare's, easily the best of the CODs. I will debate that one because there are some good COD games. Modern Warfare Two is, you know, it, and it may just be one of those things where it's a personal opinion of mine. And as we were talking about with GTA Three, it was just a time where you had to be there and you had to understand. And I happen to be there, but there's not one COD that I reminisce about playing as much as I reminisce about playing Modern Warfare Two. And I mean, I even went so much as to I think it was like twenty bucks for Modern Warfare when they remastered it on the Xbox One. And I bought it. But like Modern Warfare 2 is it's 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 next level. Like you don't I don't know why they named it like that, because it's just like I feel like it's so disrespectful for the classic that Modern Warfare 2 was. And the fact that it hasn't been re-released yet, I'm just like, yo, you if you guys want to make some money, there's your you could start printing it right there. Just re-release Modern Warfare 2 on Xbox One or or you know, any of the newer consoles. Just release it. Be done with it. <laughs> just release it. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll just finish this saying because you said you didn't remember the names of the maps, um, but the best map was Terminal, and I don't want to hear I don't want to hear anything from anyone else. You sit in the cockpit of that airplane and you wait 
And you hit uh, Admittedly, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's where uh, I've had a nuke come before. Uh, okay. There's a spot on Afghan that I would sit and another on Downpour. So good. Um, so that, good. that I would sit. But also, too, I will say that playing Modern Warfare 2 is my friend and I jokingly, or we, we like to joke that we knew that we had problems mentally when we played Modern Warfare 2. Uh, when no Russia rolled around because we just jumped right into it. No hesitation. Didn't think twice about it. It's another mission. Let's just go complete it. And then like I saw the the outrage in the news about like, oh, you're like walking into an airport for people who don't know what no Russia is. You're walking into an airport with the, the Russians and you're just like, you know, with a M249, you know, a, a, just this huge machine gun with large magazine capacity. And like, you're just mowing innocent civilians down. And it's just like, yeah, I don't see what the issue was. Am oh, I by the, oh, I played it too. I played yeah. it and didn't, didn't even realize. I was like, oh, because, this is part of the game. Okay. Yeah, because it, it it later came out that like you had the option whether or not you wanted to play it. Like, you oh, yeah, no, I hate this yes. mission if you wanted to. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not skipping a mission. Yeah, I, I pressed yes. I was, yeah, in high like, I was in high school. I had no feelings. Yeah. I, and just, that's, that's exactly. Yeah. I think that's the best way that I can equate it. Cause it's one of those things where it's just like, it's a mission. I'm going to go complete it. I, you know, they'll be okay. Simple as that. All right. Well, Dan, pull, pull us back, Dan. Pull us back before we keep going down this rabbit hole. I'm going to go ahead and pull us into an actual war zone. Let's talk about game three, Mario Kart eight, 4.8 rated on channel three as we're all well aware. Disrespectful. What's that? Dis- disrespectful. A 4.8. How listen. is the game not a five <laughs> I, I for everybody? I don't understand how I don't, when it comes to Mario Kart eight, I don't understand how people are just like, I don't really like it. I can't get into it. Hey, it, it's not for everybody. I, I'll give them that. I mean, now I gotta, now well, I gotta I see. I gotta see if you know who hit it. <clears throat> oh, it wasn't Contra- just. It was not just. You know who hit it with a one star. There's somebody else who I gotta. I gotta ask them what that's about. Even the that's, even the memes I mean, and news account have gone so far as to rate this one with five stars. And clips have all rated Mario Kart eight five stars. I mean, admittedly, I can't understand in all seriousness Ray, how like it can just like not be for everybody. Ray, because it's Ray. You know who. What do you think he rated it? Two stars. Five. Oh, this is the game he gave five stars to? The one-star warrior gave this a five-star rating. That should tell you all there is. I saw a game where everyone gave a very low score, and he gave a higher score. So There's something going on here. Uh, Going against the current, I guess, or... Oh, two. I'll, I'll tell you this much. We got we got some fresh news, right? We got the direct a little bit ago. Well, I guess a, a lot of bit ago, and possibly by the time this comes out, we'll actually have courses. But, Birdo, entering the fray. So we got a new driver for the first time since 2014? <laughs> I think maybe uh, whenever it was, they put Animal Crossing and Link and, and the Squidling, or, you know, the uh, Inklings into the game So here. And so I did read, I did read recently, too, where they were saying that, um... Even with Birdo coming in, that apparently Nintendo is holding their cards close to their chest. That Birdo is not going to be the only one. They, they're not going to add just one. Yeah. Yeah, they're not. That's it's not going to be just one. Which I also saw an interesting question on Reddit where it was like, okay, well, the way the screen is currently laid out with all the characters in this perfect little square, where are you going to add Birdo? How are you going to do this? Is it going to be another page or like what? A shift, like, leaving additional spaces. That's fair. I guess. I mean, I'm not going to race as Birdo unless Basic and Mickey and Mamba and Ron come out and they're like, hey, for the 12 this week, we're going to race as Birdo. I'm like, oh, I 
guess I'm racing as Birdo this week. Other than that, I will absolutely stay with Donkey Kong. That said, Mario Kart 8, not my first Mario Kart. My first was Mario Kart 64, and it was something that I had no idea until Mario Kart 8 that Mario Kart could be so competitive. No idea. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. We would play Mario Kart fun um, often. And the one thing that we all enjoyed doing to each other was going to like Wario Stadium. Right. And looking at your friend's screen right before they're going to hit that that jump. Bam. You're getting hit with a lightning. Congratulations. You went from first to last. And we were notorious for doing that. But I never, I never owned an N64. So I never played. I didn't grind Mario Kart like that. Mario Kart 64 until... So yeah, I, I, I never played it in, unless I was at my friend's house. He had an N64. And then the only other one that I would say that I played was Double Dash, maybe? It was one other one that we we played in Korea because um, one of my friends had a Wii in their rooms. But Mario Kart 8 was just... So something that, something that I'll, I guess, touch on when it comes to the honorable mentions is I was very hesitant to to get a switch just didn't think that the didn't think the graphics could hold up didn't think that it was gonna be worth it didn't think that nintendo could produce anything solid because realistically for years the battle was playstation versus xbox so that's where all my focus was didn't really pay anything to pay attention to anything nintendo except for the wii when it came out where we would just play bowling all the time and then all of a sudden apple and Epic had their fight. Well, what am I going to play mobily now? Because I don't play mobile games like that. But I used to like hook my con- my controller up my phone and play Fortnite all the time. What am I going to do? And I'm not even sure how my kids, maybe it was like a YouTube video or something, but they started showing interest in Mario Kart. And I was like, well, we get a Switch, I guess. Because we travel, We because at this time we were living in Italy and we would travel a lot. And... I, so I talked to my wife. I said, well, we can get the kids both Switches and get a Mario Kart. And we'll just like, go with that. Give them some Mario games. Like, it, it's games. They're family friendly. She didn't like them playing, you know, Fortnite or some Grand of the Marvel Theft Auto games. 3, Call of yeah, Duty, Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> so I was like, we can get a Mario stuff. And she agreed to it. And then, uh, yeah, we got, we popped in Mario Kart. And then the pandemic hit between Mario Kart and like Mario Party. Super Mario Party. That was like all we played for the longest time. And it was just like, it was so nice too with the kids because like they could identify who all the Mario characters were. And then they had all the assists and everything to help them, you know, so they could still have a good time. But it's just, it, like I joined the dad gaming and I'm pretty sure I joined them while I was over in Italy. So the races were taking place at like times where I was already in bed, long asleep. And then once we got back stateside, like I had joined one of the lobbies thinking like, I'm pretty decent. Like I can run with these guys. Like it's Mario Kart. How hard could it be? Don't do that. Don't just think because you can beat the computer by like half a lap that you can jump into any of these lobbies with any of these guys. Any of them. I don't care if we're talking about basic and Florian to like the guy who like barely makes it on to the the, the points list. Every like don't don't do that because you are quickly going to figure out that. They know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly how to use items, where all the shortcuts are. They're familiar with the tracks. It's and it was it's been such a grind even now to where I mean humbly to get to where I've gotten, 
but I also know that like I'm still not that good. Like I have like you know Froggy and some of the other guys are just like oh like you're just so fast, dude. I'm like yeah, but like basic is two seconds faster than me. So am I really like oh you're like one of the top guys? I'm like yeah, but like Mamba would drag me in all the time with here and there. I'm like I had I really had one of the first times even that even before the dad gaming that I hopped online. I was excited to finish fifth. Like I was super, I, I made a whole post on Facebook that night where I was like, oh my God, I finished fifth tonight. Like it was my best finish all night because like the people I like competitive Mario Kart is so tough. Oh my God. The dad gaming. Sometimes some of these folks will make you want to throw your controller against the wall because even one of the conversations we had the other day, like you wouldn't even, I, I would have never even thought that individuals from different countries would have different driving styles, but like, the Canadians are super offensive. They're super aggressive. The Europeans are very slick with how they drop their items, when they drop their items. And then I think as the Americans, we just kind of wing it, which seems very on on par for about how, how all the countries operate anyway. But I, it's just like JoJo. There's one person that I do despise racing against. I love having her on my team when we play card games because she knows exactly, her and Callie both know exactly how to use weapons. Froggy's over here, like, looking over the data and everything to make sure that, like, he knows who is doing what and where. And then, you know, you got Basic running all his time trials and everything. Mickey, I'm pretty sure, is taking it easy on us because, like, I've seen him in some of the tournaments and, like, he doesn't race that good against us. I think he takes it easy on us. I'm still convinced of that. And then Mamba just like, it's just, it's been such a, but dude, the time trial game too is just like, it. I don't know what about it. Just, it sucked me in because it's one of those things where like, even as I was streaming last night doing the Berlin bypass or Bowie, I'm like, dude, you just like, you get that one good run in, but then you like, remember the one spot that you kind of messed up and you're like, I can go faster. And then you do it again and you're like, I can go faster. I can go faster. And it's just like, it's one of those things where like when the time trial bug, when it finally hit me, because even when I first joined, they were doing the top five best times. I was like, I'm not that fast. But I like slowly started learning the tracks and slowly started grinding and like watching all the basic trainings. And and then slowly the time started coming up. And now it's gotten to the point to where like, I, you know, jokingly tell people all the time, I'm like, the only people who are allowed to put up a better time than me are Basic and Florian. Other than that, if you put up a better time than me, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for that time. Like, don't even think that your time is going to be good enough because I'm going to go beat it. And, but I mean, it's all in fun. And it's just in... I think the thing with Mario Kart 8 is like the community itself that we have at the Dad Gaming is um, it's such a positive, it's such a positive community there. Just like anytime we do the racing on Channel 3, um, because everybody's so willing to help everybody out. And there's like, no, I've, I've, I'd sent messages to people when I first joined where I'm like, hey, like, I see you're doing this at this point. Like, why are you doing that? And like, people are always like, they're always ready to like help you get better. And I, and I tell people all the time, like, I, even if it's at the expense of me losing, I love to see people get better and see people grind their way up and see the progression because we all care. We're all here to help each other. And at the end of the day, we're all like human beings with all these individual lives that, you know, not nobody else really knows about. And we're just here for a good time. So, you know, Mario Kart 8 is definitely just one of those games that like, I had been craving a Mario Kart game um, for a while because it was one of those things where, like I said, growing up, it was all about PlayStation and Xbox. And I didn't have Mario Kart, but I knew Mario Kart 64. 
And in the back of my mind, there was always like, when it come to racing games, it's like Mario Kart. Like, I just, I want to play Mario Kart so bad. Like, I don't know how. And then like the switch happened with Mario Kart 8. And I was like, yes, there it is. And now it's like, it's the game that I'm pretty sure I just, I time trial in my free time. Just for fun. my kid has a clip where he beat me online one time and I have to relive that all the time and it's like i he doesn't know how much i hate it but when he gets older i'll explain it to him because i'm so sick of seeing that video oh that let's move on to the honorable mentions or one of three games that just missed the list first one up is fortnite and this is probably this is probably one of the games that comes up most when we talk with people and i want to i'm trying to ask each time how did you like what's your way into fortnite how'd you start playing this thing how early did you start playing Um, I guess the story will explain my, how early I was. Well, in short, the, when I started playing was what I, chapter one, season three. So been around, been around the game for quite a while. However, when it first came out, um, I wanted to touch it, do anything to do with it. Thought it was cartoony, childish, stupid, didn't, didn't understand the appeal. And then about that time I moved to Italy. So I'm in a barracks room by myself, waiting for my family to to move over once they get everything settled over here and, you know, travel with my Xbox, of course. I'm sitting in my barracks room and then I wake up one morning and saw where these record breaking numbers had taken place on Twitch because Ninja played with Drake and Travis Scott and Juju Smith-Schuster. And I was like, wait, Drake's playing Fortnite? Juju and Travis Scott are playing it's a free game, right? Like it's free. I'm gonna download it. And then after that, like I immediately text my brother, my cousin, and one of my other friends that, that is another brother to me. And I was like, yo, y'all gotta download this game. Like it's free. So I don't wanna hear like I ain't got money for it. It's a free game. And then I wanted to treat it as such. It's a free game. I'm not gonna spend money on it. Not gonna do that. And then my brother bought a battle pass. Well, if you bought a battle pass, I'm buying a battle pass. Then we start grinding challenges. And then the skins start coming out and the skins start getting increasingly better. And then all of a sudden it was just like, oh no, I don't want to know how much money I spent on this game. That's not even just like the game itself, but like the matter of fact, the collectibles, because I even have on my desk, I have Crackshot and then even next to him, I have a Peely. And then in the house, there's also just like, probably 20 more pop funkos of fortnite stuff i have a uh the battle bus with a bunch of small like two and a half inch characters and everything oh i've spent between the battle pass and skins and emotes that i don't even use half the time so much money but the game is so, so much fun because you just i think i'm not even gonna say i think because i for me personally the game is so much more fun when you're playing with a group of friends because it's not something that I really, I would only ever really play the game in the past just to complete challenges so that I can move up in the battle pass, get things unlocked. But man, playing duos, they used to not really have trios, but trios playing squads, you know, it's a Friday night with the boys. You all hop on, you know, just like, just like model warfare two times, you hop online with the boys, except now we can drink. And then, you know, you're hopping off the bus trying to figure out where it is you're going to live. Oh, dude, playing playing Fortnite with a squad of folks is just like, it's such a good time. Um, and it's it would have made, it definitely would have made my top three, um, if not for how impactful the other three games 
um, have been on me in terms of, of gamer. And the fact that, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I took some time off of Fortnite once. Oh, man, what was this? This is about middle of pandemic. So middle 2020 up until Channel 3 events started popping off. Um, I didn't play much Fortnite. And ever since I hopped right back into it, it sucked me right back in. And um, it's been it's just such a blast to play. And, and it's kind of one of those things where, you know, my my personal favorite moment other than, you know, whether I was in Italy, Germany, Austria, Arizona, North Carolina, wherever, I get to play with my friends. And even one night, a former Packers tight end who was on the Super Bowl 45 team, he posted a tweet where he was like, hey, I'm hopping on Fortnite. Like, does anybody want to play? I was like, oh, yeah, me. Who am I? And then, like, I consider him, like, a good friend now because we play often. It's kind of one of those things to me where I'm like, dude, I was in a bar watching you score touchdowns in 2012. And, like, my first time playing with him, I was like, I was in a bar in Columbia watching you score a touchdown against the Bears in 2012 on a fake field goal. And now I'm playing Fortnite with you. Like, what is life right now? And he's like, oh, dude, it's not that big a deal. I'm like, yeah, okay. So, that's playing with Tom, Tom, uh, to be specific, Tom Crabtree, but Crabtree is, he's such, he's such a fun dude to play with, um, play my brother, anybody, I play with Schmeagle often now, you know, he'll hop on in the mornings and sometimes I have some time too. And it, it is just, it's definitely a game where it's fun to just hop in as a duo trio squad and just like, just run around. It's a lot, nine times out of 10, it's not even about getting the wins. It's just about having a good time. We tried and tried. Normally, we go back and forth with some notes beforehand. Ray and I like to make sure we're familiar with the games we're talking about in case there's an odd one that you know neither of us have played. And you know we try and go back and forth with those conversations. You sent us for your honorable mentions NASCAR. You said, uh, well, which ones? A specific year? You said, I'm not answering it. I'm just taking NASCAR. So we're going to allow you to get away with like 27 games, I guess. I, I don't know what's going on. But, you know, so tell us, you know, NASCAR, it's it's more of a uh, more of a long-term thing. And I've got to ask, you know, what, what was the GOAT year? Because we got Trash Doc talking about 05. Ray and I are recording another episode after yours where we talk about, uh, we're going to talk about 03, which people have heard about by now. But you're insisting on discussing the NASCAR series and we can't get you off of it. So so tell us, why, why that yeah. series? I think. I think for starters, if I had to name a year, I would probably say 04, just because loading into the game and then like you got Junior's picture pop up. And then this might have been the year where like every time I loaded in Sweet Home Alabama starts, it's like, yeah, I'm in the right spot. Like this is it's and there. I will say the reason that I didn't the reason I didn't list a specific year isn't because, you know, one thing or the other. It's just one of those things where like as a as a long term gamer, NASCAR was just a game that I just that was like the one game I annually look forward to buying every year. And then I would sit up in my room and just like, you know, with Mario Kart now with time trials, I would sit up there and just I would feel car setups, you know, what does the tire pressure need to be? What does the wedge need to be? Like, what do I need to do here? What do I need to do there? What? How are my lines looking? And it's it's kind of one of those things, too, where, you know, as I mentioned in the beginning where, you know, dad didn't necessarily really like video games, but he was a former race car driver at the local short track. And. and I growing up, there were people at my house every Sunday for NASCAR races. I always had a packed house for NASCAR races. I would every year for the the, the twins, the twin one twenty 
Five the day Daytona for speed weeks, they would pull me and my brother out of school so that we could be at the house of everybody else. And like everybody else at school, we're getting pulled out so we can watch a race. Like not, there's nothing super significant about it. And even now, like they do it Thursday nights. So there would be no reason to miss school. But like every Thursday or every, every year in February during speed weeks, we would get pulled out of school. So it was kind of those things too, where like with dad being a former race car driver, I just, that was kind of like my way to like relate to him because he was also, other than just being a race car driver, he was also a mechanic um, of anything. He could work on anything and everything. So it was kind of one of those things where I would just try to have the conversations with him where like, if I'm looking to do this with the car, like what do you think I should do? And I'm just like some eight year old kid who just thinks his dad knows everything and has all the answers. But like at the same time, that's just my way of like, dad's been in time with me. So in the moment he probably didn't realize that it was much as a big deal as it was, but to, to have, you know, to, to sit up in my room sometimes and have those conversations with him. And oftentimes too, you know, he would kind of, he would come upstairs and like, you want to get your butt whooped? I'm like, Oh man, you know, you're not touching me, but you can give it a go. You, you know, you're not going to pay you. You don't know the first thing about any of these controllers. It was just, that was, that was just the thing that I did growing up was, you know, other than playing, um, college football and college base or basketball games was just playing, you know, the NASCAR games. It got to the point to where I, I was at a friend's house one night and he had his girlfriend over and then his sister had her boyfriend over. So there I am left in the living room by myself. And the next thing you know, they're all in the living room and I'm holding the TV hostage because I decided it would be a good idea to do 90 laps at Watkins Glen, which took a total of three hours. And I made them watch every single lap. I just, and Watkins Glen is a road course of like 11 turns. So I was like, I held the TV hostage. and was like, no, you got to bailed on me. Like I'm, I'm doing this race and stuff. So it, and I will say too, the other appeal it was to me, which, I, you know, again, I kind of really, back to to some of the mario kart stuff is that um i was never really a big person growing up i had was very picky with my appetite didn't eat much was a very skinny person and my brother played football he was a middle linebacker on the high school team he didn't really play video games like that but he knew how to play defense so playing football against him in video games was frustrating because he knew how to play defense when it came to racing that was where that was my thing that was no one. I knew when I got on the track, no one was going to touch me. I knew exactly when I needed to pass, where I needed to pass, how to manipulate draft, and operate in the draft, and set people up and do that. Like it's just NASCAR is one of those games for me that like I wish EA would start making them again because I've played the other games and I'm not as big a fan. But if EA went back to making NASCAR games, then I would likely pick it back up again. And I really do miss being able to play those as much as I love Mario Kart being able to play NASCAR games. All right. Speaking of racing games and Mario, let's go to your final honorable mention. Mario Golf Super Rush, 4.2 rated, feature of a Channel 3 Championship Series event not too long ago. A little bit of golf, a little bit of racing, a little running around. So let's let's talk about it. So Mario Golf Super Rush has a special place in my heart because I wouldn't be as involved with as much as I am with anything else in any other group if not for mario golf because there's so many guys that play mario golf that play also mario kart or just other games in general that that was kind of like my way in my like 
because when we first started doing the Mario Golf stuff with the Dad Gaming, it was a very, I would say it was a very small group, but it was, I think the first season was probably like close to 30 people. But as like time went on, it was like getting to know people. And then that gave me the ability to, oh, so-and-so is playing golf and he also plays Mario Kart. I'm gonna do Mario Kart too. And then like you get into Mario Kart stuff and they're like, oh, that's O2 too. And I'm like, all right, cool. So like I have a way in, I have a purpose. And Mario Golf is just one of those things where you you can try your best to prepare for what you're going to go up against. And it doesn't matter how well you prepare. You don't know what kind of nonsense you're about to get. Um, you know, even even with recently with, you know, I I'd seem to keep finding my my ball seems to keep finding its way in front of uh, Dope Dad's special shots or. I was the one seed a few seasons ago and Ray comes in as like the wild card and like knocks me out on hole 18. Still haven't forgotten that one or let it that go. Was an, that it's was an oddly specific reference. It. It's the only playoff I played in too. Yeah, we went into hole 18 and I tried to beat his power shot and I, I basically killed the game. I, I killed my round on hole 18 trying to make my shot and it's one of those things where because it went into it i'm like i don't know how much ray plays but like i feel like i'm going to the next round like i, I really and like ray and i think it was rusty and it might have been geo we were all playing and just going back and forth that entire time and it got to about hole 12 and i was like I, this is not going the way i thought it was gonna go like i'm i'm like not that far ahead like, this is still anybody's game and it's just it's the same it's the same even now is that like, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, I've won, I've won the playoffs twice and I don't take any of that for granted because no matter how good, just like with Mario Kart, no matter how good of a regular season you have, it can come to an end real fast in the playoffs. And when it comes to Mario golf, if you're the bad guy, those guys will not hesitate to target you. And they know exactly who they want to target when they want to target them. And that's, but that's also the beautiful thing too about Mario golf is that like as frustrating as it is, people don't like being targeted in Mario Kart. If you don't like being targeted in Mario Kart, don't play Mario Golf. Like it's super frustrating, but it's super acceptable to be targeted too. And I've been on the end of targeted and I've been on the other side of targeting. And dude, it's just, I don't know how Bits is so good. I do not understand it. I played two rounds with him, Jedi, and Toots earlier tonight. And even like you know we're we're playing where me and toots are are donkey kong and bowser bits is running with toad who is like 20 yards shorter of a hitter and bits still beat me by a stroke and toots like shot a 17 under or something like that and like tied with tied with bits and i'm just like mario golf isn't one of those things where it's just like you can play it for fun and relax and just play stroke play Power shots off, not a big deal. Or you can just go for the full chaos. And boy, you play with some of these guys and the chaos will come. You may not be able to predict when it's coming, but it'll be there. Yeah, it's the difference between Mario Kart and Mario Golf with targeting because there's not many targets in golf. And the funny thing is, like, you're, everybody's catching strays. It doesn't matter. You're going you're gonna to get everybody. Yeah. You're, it's not like targeting yeah. to bully somebody. It's like, oh, no, we got to knock the first place person out of first place and you can actively will that into existence, but not, it, it doesn't hold. It doesn't last. And, and, and it's one of those things too, where like even, even the playoffs, you know, probably a season or so after the one with Ray, where me and Will had our, our like three minute standoff at Balmy Dunes. And everyone's like, you guys are going to lose 
the game because like both of you were refusing to hit right now. Like, he has his power shot. And by then, like it went on for so long. I was like, yeah, I'll lose the game. I'm not going to get hit by his power shot. And it got to the point where like I just got impatient and he ended up winning somehow, won the thing. But like you can try your best to not get targeted. You're still going to get targeted. You're still going to get hit. You're still going to catch him. It might be a stray. It might be intentional. But Mario, Mario Golf and Mario Aces. I wish both of those games got more love um, from the general population for how much fun they are. Because if from you know Mario Tennis sixty four up to to Aces, even Mario Golf now, it's just one of those games where like people don't talk about it. But like both of those games are definitely games that people should be actively playing and enjoying, especially with people. That's I will say that's the 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 flip side about Mario Golf is that playing by yourself it gets boring over time. But when you get into these Discord chats and everything, and you're playing with other people and forming these relationships and these friendships and everything, it just makes it so much more worth it and so much more fun. And, and you know it's kind of one of those things where I have even so much going on now with life and everything. But I was worried even this morning that like I'd miss week one. And then I saw your message where like, here's the week one weekly rules. I was like, oh, thank God. Thank, thank God. Like I'm going to make, I'm going to make week one. So it's definitely one of those things where like, I definitely am not, um, I'm definitely am not playing daily, like nine times a day. Like I was in the, the beginning seasons, but it's definitely one of those things too, where like I'm Mario golf. As long as there's a season, I will be there. And we move future game the one future game you're looking forward to here texas chainsaw massacre which when i first saw it i thought man this game is out of but talking tonight on our list of games that are inappropriate for kids to play and it's okay for those games to exist tell me about texas chainsaw massacre texas chainsaw massacre is a game that i'm looking forward to and i, I i'm kind of waiting for the messages to come in after this um that tell me that, that why after hearing this, I should get into like Dead by Daylight. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a game I'm looking forward to because for starters, I grew up in a horror family household, mainly my mom. Like we would spend days off or I remember um, watching Halloween while doing a science project. I watched all the Scream movies growing up with friends. I would recreate Scream movies like on home VHS, like just for legal purposes, was, he's not referring to snuff films. He's just talking about yeah acting. <laughs> no, we we I mean we're you know eight year old kids just bored on a Friday night because our parents are like having a party and we're like well, we have a video camera and a screen mask we're just going to recreate a horror film. But it's one of the games I'm looking forward to just because like I have seen so much of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. Um, now I will say Ghostface is my number one. If I had to rank horror, horror villains, Ghostface and Michael Myers are like my, those are my two guys. Um, but the story with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I'm just like, I'm excited to see what it is that they're going to do with it. Because just by reading about the, I, I don't want to say the killers, but the killer associates, it almost seems like it might be somewhat like a team deathmatch type situation where like you have one team against another team, like one team is trying to escape and another team has a killer and like all these abilities to help the killer find you and knock you out. And it's kind of those things where I'm just like, yeah, it's dope. Like that's, that's new. That's something that I wish they had kind of done with the Jason games. But I also kind of know that like Friday the 13th was, you know, it's just Jason. And that's another one too, where like, 
the having the the proximity chat on you know i i don't think enough people knew about the friday the 13th movie or the friday the 13th game for it to really take off like they had hoped but the texas chainsaw massacre seems like it has so much potential in terms of just like a scary friday night with like friends where you're just like linking up and it's like all right well let's see if we can see if we can run everybody down and then after that we'll reset and try it again all right now we take a quest, a question from your Channel 3 history for us to discuss here. We don't prepare you for this one in advance. We just drop one of the history questions on you. And as such, we're going to ask for you to explain your biggest win in a video game tournament to us. Oh, I know exactly what I answered there. My biggest win, UFC tournament. The first UFC game that came out on Xbox 360, my local movie theater was having a midnight tournament. And me and my friend were like... Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna really air quotes train for this, and we like we fought each other so much every night for hours, just training every weight class, every individual, trying to figure out how to do what with who, and ended up walked right into the tournament, and I walked my way right into the championship because like some of those guys, I don't know if they had just picked the game up or maybe they just didn't take it as serious or anything like that, or maybe I over you know put too much into it. I made it a bigger deal than it was. Um, cause I mean, there was prize money and everything involved, but yeah, I walked my way right into a championship and, uh, ended up the friend that I'd been again, air quotes training against was the guy that ended up having to face in the championship. And I still remind him randomly to this day, like, Hey, you remember that time that I beat you in the, in the, the one tournament that, yeah, I'm the champion. Remember I'm the champion. Like UFC is your sport and I'm the champion. So enjoy that L that you uh you got handed because you thought you were gonna completely dominate the entire night and I just walked away with the with the belt that night. So yeah, that's definitely that that for for a while. There there have to be some pretty significant events to overturn that being my number one. And last question of the show that we ask every guest is what has been your favorite feature on channel three so far? I would say the mini games. Especially recently with having Mario Kart added, like I'm just I'm so addicted to chasing after this goose egg. Like every day, I, I'm I'm there's so many days where I'm like, oh, you're like two pixels away. I'm like, oh, can I do it again? I gotta wait till tomorrow. That's and I'm you have to hope. Until Jed, Jedi's been the one handling the Mario Kart ones when we brought him on to help out with Target. Yeah, you know, we we immediately started discussing like, hey, how do we work Mario Kart in at the same time? What's funny is Jedi and I like put together one map. We put together like a, a demo and a test of it. And unrelated, Joel came back and he had that four cart track format to it. Oh, yeah. this is this is brilliant. Why didn't we think of this? So we, you know, Jedi and I threw together a bunch of the bunch of the, you know, same thing. All all the cups on one horse there. And I will tell you, I like I think today was one of them. And I was so not angry at myself. I was flat out embarrassed. Cause I'm like, how did I pick the wrong course? When I oh, picked. I didn't go. Oh. Yeah, I didn't go that bad today. I was still with 238 pixels off, which all of my answers prior to that have been inside of the circle. Today's was bad because I was, and granted, by the time this is heard, everyone will have already known who did it, that it was, um, what was it? Toad. Toad's Turnpike, yeah. Toad's Turnpike, that's, yeah. Everyone knows Toad's Turnpike. And the problem is, is that, like, when the map popped up and I saw where the finish line was, I was like, well, I know the first turn is a left turn, but what what way is the correct way on the mini map right here? And I clicked on one and me and Bromine had clicked on the same spot and we were on the exact 
wrong end of the track. And I was like, oh my, I, I, I was so I have been it. so that the, the mini maps don't all go the same direction. That has burned me more oh, than one time. That. And I'm like, oh my yeah. God, I didn't realize this is backwards. Now it takes me an extra second. You know, and, and we, yeah, they're, Ray they're, and I have talked before. It doesn't matter if we program it. It does not matter because we usually do these things a I, couple weeks at a time. So we will not I remember. never know. I never know. Even if yeah, it's the night before we throw it in there, I will not remember by the time the next morning. Like, where was oh, this thing? In there? Like, yeah. There's been a handful of times on Fortnite where like Ray posted one where like I'm clearly in. You're in the, the picture. picture. <laughs> I have no idea where that's at. Not a clue where we landed that night or what we did. And there, there would be times too where, like, when Ray would do it, I'd be like, "I need to remember this because he's standing still for too long, so he might take a picture." <laughs> and then, like, I just like the next day, I'm like, it could the picture could pop up the next day. I'm like, I have no idea. I have no idea where that's at. It doesn't. So it kind of with with the Fortnite stuff. Like, I've kind of learned how to look at the picture and kind of quickly realize like, oh, he's looking between like this point. He's looking like more west than anything. And there's like an orange tree right there. And there's like a water thing right there. And like, I think it's right here. And a lot of times I'm close with it. I got, but there's just sometimes I'm like, I don't know, man, like already dedicated to Fortnite. I'm just going to click this and see what happens. It's, it's literally a one in a million shot though, because it's a thousand pixels by a thousand pixels. So you have to hit, one in one million pixels, like a pixel to get that goose egg. And what, what are there? Yeah. Two of them, I think, at this point that have happened. There's two like, of them. Yeah, there's two of them. And it's kind of one of those things where I like I keep coming back on a daily basis and I'm like, I want to be I want to get one. I want to get one so I can have the the tagline, you know, to add to the collection. But then also I'm like, still got a chance to be the first one to do it twice. But yeah, it's just like in between that and like enhance, enhance is still a game that I have not figured out at all. I I understand like when conversation and how like Thunder Pump just like he's like has this like process of elimination system where he goes through and blah blah blah. And I'm just like, nah, I don't see it the same way. I can't. That's that's the one mini game where I enjoy it because I can't figure it out. I uh, enhance. I'm, I'm just. I jump to three and hope for the best. And a lot of times, it's, <laughs> I'm doing. Yeah, the first one will pop up, and if I'm like, I don't even remotely have an inkling of an idea as to what the the picture might be. I'm just like, I don't know. Lucky, lucky. And by the third, I'm like, I think I know what that is. So three or four is like average for me. Sweet spot. Like Sweet one spot. or two is a good day. Yeah. Yeah, Ray, Ray, so, Ray yeah, was my guinea game. pig for that one. It was it was like midnight one night. I just started sending him pictures, and I'm like, "Tell me what game cover <laughs> cover this is." <laughs> yeah, that was one of the that was one of the oddest conversations. I'm pretty sure I, pretty sure I was have I was like in bed going to sleep. It's like and I, I get these messages. He's like, "What is this?" I was like, "I don't know what this is." What do, mean, what, do you, what do you mean? What is this? And then no, Duck Hunt comes up immediately. Duck Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the yeah the the. The pixel games are very hard to pixelate and not know where they are. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Like I said, I will say the one thing that I really enjoy is um is the turbo. But at the same time, like I just I really enjoy how um how everyone is. I enjoy the community itself because like it doesn't matter what game you play, what you're a fan of, or anything like that. Like there are folks who are willing to jump on and like try something new, try, you know, go out of their comfort zone and just like be supportive in any way to, to kind of figure all that out. And, um, even last night, we you know, was having the, the snap stuff and then the Mario golf C3 CS and, um, Smash I still can't believe last it. night worked. <laughs> Like I still can't survive. I still can't believe we made a night out of playing Marvel Snap on stream. So admittedly, 
once they yeah once they came out and said that they were going to do like the friendly battles i was like all right that's cool like i am assume we're going to do it at some point but how and then like everything happened last night like it did i was just like oh my god like i'm so excited for next week now because like everything i feel like anything that could have been learned from last night doesn't is transfer into it, next week it will not matter at all next week because it oh no, no, no. i didn't mean in terms of i didn't mean in terms of um like decks or anything i just uh, mean in terms of like because i know in, in the beginning like in terms of the setup and the check-ins and all this yeah, yeah, and yeah. all that we were you know, i wrote a, i wrote a paragraph i couldn't sleep after <laughs> by the way we, we finished tonight and i couldn't sleep because i was like my god and I'm like angry that it went wrong and I could have fixed it. I wrote a paragraph of notes. There's a manifesto. To, like, there's a manifesto of, hey, Joel, here's the things we have to fix. Here's the ones I screwed up. Here's the ones <laughs> I think the website screwed up. And I'm not going to be able to sleep until I write all this out because I'm really struggling right now. As a reminder, things are, I mean, alpha and things are being built by scratch. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at this at the same time, congratulations, Dan, on your thirteen hour stream last night. So amazing work by Dan. <laughs> it's not the first time he's done it. He's Dan's done a couple of these overnight. He actually did an overnight stream on the Dad Gaming's page. That was great. It was the plus? Yeah. That wasn't the game. Oh, no, nobody was could turn off the Dad Gaming, and no one can turn it off. You have. I to woke turn up. I woke up this morning, and of course, the first thing I did was went to Channel Three so I could go check the mini games and everything. And before yeah, I could even streaming. get to the mini games, the <laughs> first thing I saw was Jedi. I was like, "Here's what Dan's stream looks like right now." Eleven hours and thirty minutes into it, and I was like, "There's no way!" And I immediately so jumped in. I was like, I'm the, gonna, like, I'm out in my yard, like cutting down trees and like cutting up trees and i'm like is dan still streaming gonna add another message gonna add another message like there's, yeah i was just like oh dude that's that's absolutely wild there's three ridiculous things about it one because i had a habit of doing it before i have like a mental checklist to not do it that went off the rails though because oh ray's handling the channel three stream all's good he shut everything down i closed discord i'm done with the conversation for the night no oh no i didn't shut off my own obs so that, that's thing one that went wrong. Thing two that went wrong for me, I shut down my computer because otherwise I don't get my Discord notifications on my phone. So as I'm going away, and again, it's well mm -hmm. past my bedtime last night, and I hit shutdown, I walk away, it tells me it won't let me shut down because of OBS, and I don't see that. I just go off because I'm like, I just shut the computer down, whatever. So I'm like, how did this happen? So I, when I finally come downstairs, fine. Thing three that went wrong for me, normally, just saying so I can, has to get kicked out of bed for school in the morning. But not on weekends. Weekends, he's up at 6, 6.30. No problem. Of course. He actually slept until after 9 o'clock this morning, which is shocking. Only because, you know, had him up until after midnight playing a video game with a bunch of grown adults <laughs> until midnight. And I can't wait till Child Protective Services use this against me someday. <laughs> but <laughs> all kidding aside, so he, he slept in. So, like, I didn't even wake up at 6 o'clock and see that it was running still. <laughs> so it was just a holy trinity of things well, that... Yeah. Uh, went absolutely wrong for me so so i'd even yeah you know, like i said i i saw his post and like the first oh the pile two on things that popped up into my mind yeah the the first which i still have one i haven't even created yet but the change.org petition the, getting like 10 signatures hey that, Dave, you started a petition that I was saw hilarious it. i was out again other than the fact that it was running and i'm out in the yard like cutting up trees and everything i'm like oh i'm gonna post this meme i'm gonna post that meme like as soon as i can get back to my like work computer tomorrow i'm gonna knock him out and it's it's as as it was all happening though i was just like well he's got kids and kids don't really sleep in so like how does he not maybe he's at work and nobody told him but like 
or maybe he's at some other activity where he's just like not paying attention to his phone right now or like i slept in for the first time in like four months that's what happened so the the first time you get to sleep in you get to wake up to memes about you it's been it's been a rough day because i I, I love it i told ray you know besides that whole thing happening just cracking up going through the memes you know i'm sitting here looking at my cell phone cameras we just have the video camera so the three of us have a sort of eye contact and i'm looking at my face in the darkness and my wife does not mess with any of this stuff and all she says i told ray earlier when my my son showed her the clip of him playing against el ray and my wife trying to feign interest at that she's like you need a ring light or something. Your face is dark. I'm like, I'm fine shrouded in the darkness, but now she's in my head. So I got that on my head. Not that in my mind right now too, but uh, it's been a long day. Oh man. Oh man. So with all that, we have made it to the end of another episode. Oh, two, two. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you. You can find, you can find this podcast at c3.gg slash podcast. It drops every Wednesday morning at 3.33 a.m. Eastern. On all the major platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, I am L. Ray. Dan Tucker puts this thing together. Joel Willis, our executive producer. Have a good day, everybody.